So, I am in the Villa Marina and uh, I am outside a room that very few people ever get to go into. Uh, I'm here with Christian. Chris, just tell me what your job is. I'm the senior projectionist at the Broadway Cinema here. And we are outside the projection room. Can we go in and have a look? Of course we can. This is a, a room that has been key to us at the film festival, uh, quite understandably so, uh, since we first started. And Chris has been one of the sort of people in the background uh, who has helped the festival grow as a result of his job, obviously. Uh, now, we've come in here. This is, this is a fantastic space. It's, it's actually sort of bigger than I thought it would be, I have to say. Um, there's all manner of bits of kit around here. It, dare I say, can you explain it to me, Chris? Yeah, okay, sure. Um, on the left here, we've got the main sound rack. Um, we run a Dolby 7.1 surround sound in the cinema here. Uh, so we've got the four amplifiers at the bottom and then the sound processor. Um, in the middle, you'll see there's a green box there called a sound web, and that's like a mixing desk, basically. So that sets all the levels uh, within the cinema. And then the processor controls the uh, the 16 speakers around the uh, the cinema auditorium. Oh, very good. Because sound is so important, isn't it? You know, people think movies is all about pictures, but actually, it's the sound that sets the, the atmosphere a lot of the time. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, sound is uh, absolutely paramount. If you're watching, uh, say, something like uh, the uh, John Hurt Alien film that you're screening on Saturday night, um, the sound effects within that film are central to the plot as much as the action itself. And I suppose because of what you do, you probably have a more sort of detailed understanding of that because you're presumably setting levels and making sure that everything from picture through to sound is absolutely bob on. Yeah, every time we get a film in, be it um, on a Blu-ray uh, or um, the, uh, the modern uh, electronic formats that we get sent now, uh, we have to test screen every single film before the audience sees it. And one of the main things that we're checking for is that the sound is constant all the way through because uh, even with electronic um, films you can get sound dropping out, picture freezing, um, picture going out of sync with sound and, and so it, it's, it's an important thing that we have to check. I should just say as well, obviously that there is quite a bit of noise here. I presume that's sort of a fan to keep everything at a certain temperature, is it? Yeah, we've got um, two extractors in here that suck all the heat out of the, uh, the projector because it does get very hot. Um, and then we've got two fans in here as well to keep us cool because with the heat of the projector, it can get like an oven in here. <laughs> you lose a lot of weight during the summer. <laughs> <laughs> And we've mentioned, obviously, all the sort of modern advancements with Blu-ray and such like, but uh, from a visual point of view, right here on the end of this projector here, I can see a proper 35mm film reel. Uh, does this ever get used now? Yes, we still run it up about once a month um, to keep it all oiled and make sure it's all working and we dust it down. Um, and occasionally we do get classic film presentations where the, the film still arrives on 35mm but we've got it as a standby if anything ever goes wrong with our main system now as well. So did you presumably learn your craft using real film? Yes. Yep. I started on 35mm and ran that for three years 
before the digital was installed and I still keep my hand in with splicing film every so often just to make sure I can remember how to do it. <laughs> do you think we've lost something then? Because I know I've heard various documentaries over the years. In fact, I remember Mark Homer did a documentary a couple of years back about sort of the, the loss of the projectionist as such. And there's those films like Cinema Paradiso that are all very romantic. Do you think we've lost anything in moving to digital? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's something about watching an old film where you've I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but you get the grain of the, the film and you can see the lines and, and the movement of the film as well. And with a, with a digital, it, it's much better quality. I mean, it's absolutely crystal clear image and it's stable and everything else, but it just doesn't have the same magic about it somehow. It's cold. <laughs> So what has been your favourite movie to screen so far? Uh, we ran um, Titanic 3D um, as a sort of special edition presentation for a week, uh, the James Cameron uh, Titanic, and uh, absolutely amazing. Um, recent one we've just had as well, Valerian. City of a Thousand Planets, the 3D on that was uh, was very good too. So yeah. So you're a fan of the 3D then? Because again, you know, sort of those sort of traditionalists might say, oh, they're throwing 3D at everything now, and it's not necessary. But you you like it, do you? Uh, for certain films, it works. Uh, Sci-fi and um, uh, adventure, especially. Um, but there are films that have been released where you look at it and you think, really, that didn't bring anything to the party. But other ones like Valerian, it, it takes it to a whole new level, and um, Avatar as well. We've got the uh, the Avatar sequel here towards the back end of next year, so that's another one to look forward to. <laughs> actually get into this yourself Chris? Um, I started off as a casual um, working backstage in the Gaiety and in the villa as well and um, my predecessor here um, needed somebody else to help out so he trained me on um, 35mm and also went away to the UK uh, to a couple of training courses over there to learn how to do it and then um, quite out of the blue he decided he was emigrating to New Zealand and uh, so I um, took over the job on a sort of interim basis and then applied for the job when it came up and was fortunate enough to get it. And, you know, I mentioned obviously things have changed and you talked about 35 mil to digital, but it, it, essentially we are always still going to need a projectionist to make everything work right, aren't we? Absolutely, yeah. And there's a, there's a very good team of, of people here that, that help make it work and, and run it from day to day. So... There's myself who's full-time and my assistant Charlotte, she's full-time as well. And then we have a bank of casuals that come in and help to cover holiday and sickness, etc. And obviously things have changed somewhat with regards to the way that people view and take in film as well, because there's so much available, you know, sort of via the likes of Netflix and Amazon Prime and that kind of thing as well. Have you noticed a drop in numbers? Do you think there will still remain a, a big sort of um, desire to come to actual cinemas and, and watch movies? Yes, we have noticed a drop-off in, um, in uh, footfall over the last 18 months or so. Um, 
but I think there'll always be the desire there for people to go and see it on a big screen, you know, with with proper sound and uh, and and be immersed in the uh, the feeling of it rather than just watching it in their front room. Or I hope so, anyway. <laughs> watching a movie with other people as well yeah there is um, and also we do a lot of uh, live streams as well um, throughout the year we do um, opera and ballet um, and we've actually got a, a couple of live concerts coming up later this month we've got um, Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd live from Pompeii and then the following week we've got um, Black Sabbath's last ever concert from Birmingham which was recorded earlier this year but they're they're doing it as a cinema release for one night only Oh, featuring our own Adam Wakeman, who we chatted to on Sunday Soundtrack a, a couple of months back. And that will really put your fantastic sound system to good use. I do hope so. Yeah, looking <laughs> forward to that one. <laughs> and with regards to the film festival, obviously something that, that we do as part of the festival is show international short films. And that's become something that's sort of a growing industry as well. What do you make of that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's something we, we like to, uh, to screen. Um, we, we do um, shorts sort of throughout the year as well um, in, in conjunction with film um, projects that have, have taken place um, but especially for the film festival the, uh, the international shorts I mean the quality of them is getting better year on year and I like watching them as much as anybody else in there. <laughs> and one thing that's lovely we were chatting to, uh, we've got an interview with a couple of filmmakers that have been here as part of the film festival in the past and they were saying that the reason they enjoy the Isle of Man festival is because it's your average punter that comes in and watches, it's not industry folk, it's not sort of a whole thing full of other filmmakers it's the general audience so do you think there is a passion for film on the Isle of Man? Absolutely yeah I think not only people who've been involved in film production over here um, obviously through the Film Commission but uh, uh, I think um, even on sort of the more amateur levels um, with Man in Shorts um, uh, to name but one company um, that people just love being involved in them and, and like seeing sort of the finished project on the big screen when it's all done. And you also, as a result of being Mr. Chief Projectionist here, uh, have met some very interesting people and you have a wall of fame, don't you? Just just come, come towards the wall of fame and sure. talk me through some of these signatures then, Chris. Okay, um, a lot of them are to do with um, TT3D that we had the uh, the premiere of here back in 2011. Uh, so we've got um, the late Steve Christian. Um, we've got uh, Richard de Arrigay that directed it. Um, and then some of the riders, William Dunlop, Ian Hutchinson, John McGuinness, Richard Milky Bar Quayle, Connor Cummins and, uh, and Guy Martin at the bottom there as well. Um, also we had a premiere of a sidecar film here, Three Wheeling, earlier this year and uh, we've got um, Klaus Klaffenbock, um, Patrick Ferrance, Dan Sale and Carl Cox have signed the wall as well. Um, and then due to, um, through film at uh, the Isle of Man Film Festival as well, sorry, uh, Mark Kermode has signed the wall. Uh, we've also got Mark Samuelson from Samuelson Films and then Julian Barrett and Simon Farnaby from Mindhorn and uh, 
Charlie Borman from Long Way Down and Long Way Round as well, and Excalibur. <laughs> and one of my, I have to admit, one of my favourite moments from uh, working on the film festival for these years was bringing Sir John Hurt in here, and you got to meet Sir John, and he signed the wall. And there's a beautiful photo, isn't there? There is, yeah. I mean, that's one of my most treasured possessions, and one of my proudest moments in here that he took the time to come in and sign the wall and and uh, yeah an amazing experience and an amazing man and uh, miss him a lot okay what what is the uh, film that we should most be looking forward to then in the coming months chris uh, I mean, there's a, there's some a good ones coming out. Uh, we've got uh, the second Kingsman film coming up at the end of this month. Um, that's very um, anticipated uh, worldwide. We've also uh, got one with uh, Judy Dench in it called um, uh, Victoria and Abdul, and that's coming up next week. And we're also running uh, an extra promotion with that one uh, for the afternoon uh, screenings of that, that you can come in and have an afternoon tea and then watch the film afterwards. Uh, yeah, that's uh, something extra that uh, hopefully people will take and, and come and see the film. Because you have actually been branching out with things like that, haven't you? Because you've had sort of pop-ups and things? Yeah, we've had uh, pop-up um, events for cinema. We had the, uh, the second Fifty Shades film at the beginning of the year and uh, we had um, uh, um, a meal and um, uh, boards with so you, you could take selfies with some of the actors and posters and they dress the room accordingly but <laughs> I dread to think yeah not not too rude though <laughs> uh, and then we did um, for Mother's Day this year we ran um, Sound of Music in the afternoon and uh, people came and had um, afternoon tea with tea with jam and bread and, and then came and watched the film afterwards. Yeah. Chris Elstrop, thanks very much for talking to us. <laughs>